Hey, everybody. It is the end of the month. I can't believe it. It's already going to be July tomorrow. Um, so it's time for our Myth and Monsters episode. This is yes. Myth, Myth and Monsters episode five of Eat, Drink, Write, an Urban Fantasy Whiteboard, which I guess is 26.25. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. We get a little in there with our numbering. <laughs> yeah. So we'll just go with Myth and Monsters episode five. And we'll just jump right into it. And Taylor, you go first. Okie dokie. So I'm doing something called a draugr. Um, it's Nordic. So like the actual pronunciation is something I'm not really going to try. Um, I'm going to stick with draugr and just be very American. Um, so what it is, is it's an undead creature from Norse mythology. Um, the Old Norse meanings kind of go back to, you know, the word revenant, um, undead man, or a ghost. Um, so they're reanimated corpses, um, and unlike ghosts, they do have a corporeal body, um, with similar physical abilities. Although some sources that I saw as I was like researching this, uh, say that they have like superhuman strength and can also like increase their overall size at will. So like they can Ooh. become like ginormous. Yeah. Uh, which to me just sounds horrifying. Like a giant, like dead reanimated corpse. And no, that just sounds awful. It reminds me of, um, the undead giants in uh, oh Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's what it reminds me of. Okay, um, and I would not, I would not want to come up against one of those. Um, so these guys live in their graves, um, and they're often said to be guarding a treasure or um, you know valuables that they were buried with when they died. Um, some sources say that they also appear in wisps of smoke. And it smells like heavily of de decaying flesh and like Ooh. rotting flesh. Yeah. Gross. Um, yeah, not, I would not be a fan of that. Um, yeah, so it said after a person's death, the main indication that they will become a draugr is that they're not horizontal. And I, you know, as I was reading this, I was like, what does that mean? Like, why, what, like, what is, what does that mean exactly? And it is basically like they're instead found in an upright or sitting position. Um, oh. dead body is so that just it's something about that just creeps me out like <laughs> and it didn't like explain like um you know if they died sitting up or like that kind of thing it was just like they just said you know if the body is not horizontal then they're more likely to become a like draugr or reanimate. Oh, how weird yeah so i thought that was especially creepy um, it said that most people that become a draugr are like mean, nasty, or greedy people. So they're typically not good people who end up being reanimated. Um, but it's also said that you can become a draugr through infection by another draugr. Um, so if someone is killed by one, then it's likely that they will also become one the next night. Um, and so like, it seems to be like a fast kind of transformation according to that source. So I use like a few different sources, like Wikipedia being one and like all that kind of yeah. Um, but yeah, so apparently you can become one through infection or you can just be like an evil person or apparently you can just be sitting up as a body and you're more likely to become one. I don't, whatever. Um, apparently they're different from zombies. So something about the way that the corpse is reanimated makes them very different, um, which I read something about uh, lesser anima or animus or something like that. And then Draugr are like self- um, self-animated as opposed to like being animated by something else like a necromancer or something. Um, they slay their victims in a lot of different ways. 
so they can crush them while in their gigantic forms, which no thanks. Like just, <laughs> I'd rather not be like a splat on the ground. Like that just, no thank you. Um, eating them. So they'll just eat people, which I feel like I might rather be crushed. <laughs> so, you know. And then drinking people's blood, so kind of vampiric. Um, Interesting. Style. Yeah. Interesting, and I'm not, I'm not a fan of any of those things. I don't want to come That's across like a, a mishmash, though, of all the different legends that are out there. Right, like giants, uh, cannibals, uh, yeah, vampires, and vampires. Zombies. Yeah. Zombies, right. Yeah, no, super interesting, um, which is why I wanted to cover them, because I've seen them in a, in a bunch of different things, which I'll go over that in a second. Um, apparently, any animals that scavenge nearby the grave of an active dragger go mad due to the lingering presence of evil power given off by them. So any animal that's, like, trying to find, you know, I don't know, nibbling on the grass, I don't, whatever, but they're going to go crazy. Um, just because of the, the dragger's presence. Um, yeah, they couldn't be killed unless the body was mutilated. So like, even if you like attack a dragger and like get it down, it's probably gonna get back up uh, because it's undead. So like mostly, um, you know, the typical fashion of getting rid of things like that is beheading or uh, burning until they're ash and then scattering the ashes, like that kind of thing. Otherwise they'll keep coming back. Oh um, Lord. Yeah, not a fan. Um, and then to keep the dead from rising as a dragger, um, they used scissors and they placed them like on their chests along with like, uh, and I'm, I'm assuming that they use like the scissors in the chest, like to pin them down is my thought. Okay. Um, along with like bits of twigs hidden in their clothing. And I don't know if that has to do with, you know, like their beliefs about, you know, that kind of thing. I'm not sure. I didn't go too into depth with that while I was doing this research, but I thought it was pretty interesting. Yeah. Also, their big toes were tied together and needles were driven deep into their feet so that they couldn't walk if they got up again and once they died. <laughs> wow. Which, I'm not a fan of that either. I'd rather just be cremated. Like just, let's just go ahead and do that from the beginning and not I mean, worry about it. How, how did they come up with this as a solution? I mean, oh, let's Let's stick scissors and pins in their toes and tie their toes to get, what? Right, I guess they figure you can't walk if your toes are tied together. So like, it's I not guess. gonna get up and come and get you. And maybe, maybe they, I don't know. I have no idea, but that seems to be that. So yeah, so Draugr are big in video games. So they are in video games and like Skyrim. Um, they've been used in God of War. Um, there are also similarities to the Barrowites and Tolkien's Lord of the Rings works. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then they're also used in a lot of fairy tales. Um, and then fun fact, apparently there's an exoplanet that has been named Draugr, and it sounds like a place I would never want to go just because <laughs> they named it that. <laughs> wow. So yeah, those are Draugrs. Oh, there's lots of uh, use for those in urban fantasy books absolutely. for sure yeah absolutely because do you remember that um that work that i was working on a while ago where the the main character was a revenant yes yeah kind of the same idea so like and that's one of the other meanings of the word dragger is like revenant um or undead man or whatever so yeah i mean i was thinking if you wanted to bring back a bunch of them you just make sure you kill people that are sitting up 
wow. But if you can't control them because they're self-animating, not animated by someone else, they might kill whoever does that. Right, yeah. Yeah, because it sounds like zombies are more like, you know, they are animated by something else as opposed to self-joggers, which are like in control of themselves and are more about, you know, I'm going to protect my stash of goods that were buried with me and also kill some people. Did you read that they have any kind of mental acknowledgement of being alive or are they just beasts that run around and eat things? Yeah, I didn't see anything about that. Everything talked about, um, you know, they live in their graves and, you know, they'll eat people or they kill people or go after people, that kind of thing. And then there was a lot of stuff about like how to keep them from coming back. Mm -hmm. Um, but I didn't see anything about whether or not they're like self-aware or like whether they, you know, would choose to come back as a, as a jogger or like that kind of thing. It was more like, you know, they just, they're just kind of there. That's interesting. I can see, I can see lots of uses for that. And I think so too. Story. That's cool. Yeah. Good one. I had never yeah. heard of those. I haven't played any of those video games, so I didn't know yeah. about it. Well, I'm going to do a story that is, everybody knows this story, but I've always been fascinated and wanted to know the details. So I thought I would look it up. The Roanoke Colony, the disappearance mm. of the Roanoke Colony. Yeah. So back in the 1500s, that was when they started to want to come to colonize the United, what's now the United States. So there were three actual colonies that were the Roanoke Colony. The first one came but that was just people that were sent there to map the area out and get the lay of the land and then they went back and then the second group that came over they were supposed to be settlers there but they had a really hard time they had um, dwindling food supplies attacks from indians and so in 1586 they returned back to england with um, sir francis drake on his boat so they didn't even stay they were having such a hard time it's right. the third one is the one that is that disappeared. So August of 1587, this third group of about 115 English settlers arrived on Roanoke Island off the coast of what is now North Carolina. So John White was named the governor of the new colony. And as time went on, he went back to England in order to gather more supplies. And he left behind his wife and daughter and his granddaughter, which Virginia Dare, you may have heard of, of her. The it sounds familiar, but like, Virginia I don't Dare. know. Yeah. She's the first child, the first English child born on the new world. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So he left them all behind and went back to England to go and get no, new supplies. Unfortunately, this was the time of the Spanish War. And so the queen was taking all of the ships that, were available to fight this war. And so he couldn't get back to his colony for three years. So he returns back in August of 1590 and there's nothing left of the, the, the campsite is just deserted. There's nothing. The yeah. only thing that is there is the words Croatoan, which were carved into the fort's gate post and Crow, C-R-O, which was etched into a tree but no trace of the inhabitants, no evidence of violence, no bodies laying around, no right. bone, nothing. They just disappeared into thin air. Yeah. So back then there was an island, which is now Hatteras Island, that was called Croatoan Island. 
And so he's like, well, obviously they've moved to Grove. Went to this island. Yeah. And that was about 50 miles away, but he went and searched there and there was nothing there. So they just disappeared off the face like, of No sign of them at all on that island either? Like there was nothing there to no. suggest that they went there or were no. there people there at all? Like not even just the colonists, but like other people? No, and when he came back, you would have thought if the family had gone to live with Indians or whatever because they were struggling so badly that when he got home, they would have said, oh, here we are. Right, right. Nothing, absolutely nothing. So they just disappeared. So there's lots of hypotheses about what this was. Um, perhaps the colonists were killed or abducted by Native Americans, which is right. possible. But if right. they were killed, they weren't killed there because no bodies were found. Or if they were killed there, they were bodies were all taken away. Right. Which would be weird. That yeah, that would be weird. Um, the another theory is that they tried to sail back to England on their own and got lost at sea. Oh, that that's a thought. Yeah, but I don't know that they had a boat. That's fair. Yeah, because I was just thinking, you know, if he left to go and get supplies, then obviously they were low on supplies, so it makes sense that they might leave. It does. It does. Um, another theory is that they met uh, a bloody end at the hands of Spaniards who mar marched up from Florida, which we, they were in the middle of the, the Spanish War. Right, but then again, like, but, so why no bodies, no sign of that? And that's a fairly distance. That's a fair distance from Florida to North Carolina. Yeah. To go and just take away 115 people. Right, right. Yeah, that's very strange. Um, another theory is that they moved further inland and were just absorbed by friendly tribes, which is, to me, that makes sense. If, if they were having a hard time and there, were, there was no food and various tribes were willing to help them, you know, come live with us. Right. Now, that theory, they say, isn't really likely because they would have had to splinter into a whole bunch of different groups because they, the people that they had were bigger than some of the tribes themselves. Yeah. So a, a tribe couldn't assimilate an extra hundred people, and so they would have had to be different batches, and not all the Indians or American um, natives were friendly. So the chances of all hundred people finding oh, we're going to go live with these and we're going to go, you know, because right. the American Indians also had tensions and wars between themselves. So it's not like they would just friendly say, oh, yeah, you can come live with us and you can go live with them. They, they didn't have that kind of network going at right. that time. But recently-ish, back in 1937, recent as opposed to 1587, uh -huh. um, a 21-pound stone that was engraved with strange, strange markings was found by a California man driving on in coastal North Carolina. Okay. These have come, been come to known as the Dare Stones. And what they had on them was an alleged letter engraved into the stone from John White's daughter. Oh. And it purports to say that Virginia, which is the, the granddaughter, went hence unto heaven in 1591 and it's written in 16th century century english and it says father soon after you go for england we came hither it notes on the reverse side of the stone adding that only misery and wear 
resulted in the death of more than half of the settlers. Wow, but like, where are the, you know, I imagine if that happened, like where are the grave sites and like where is like that kind of thing? Yeah, and what also happened is that stone was bought by uh, Brunel University in Gainesville, Georgia, and then after that, a whole bunch of these stones appeared. And so it's thought that they were hoaxes, but the first one could possibly be real. Be so real. it could be, I can see disease wiping out a whole bunch of the settlers and those would have been buried somewhere on site, which right. maybe by the time he came back three years later, the gravestone, you know, it might've been overgrown or whatever. Right. Uh, Cause it sounds like it happened right after he left. Yeah. And then three years passed since then. Yeah. And yeah. then the ones that survived might have been taken in by um, right. Native Americans. Yeah. So there's lots of urban fantasy stories that um, use this in their fiction. And I haven't read any of them, but I went on to um, Amazon just to look and see. And there's a whole bunch of them. Oh, stories yeah. from the point of view of an American native, stories of a point of view of one of the settlers. So there's a lot that you can do with it. But yeah. it's interesting fodder for urban fantasy stories. I mean, think of the what ifs. You know, what if Croatoan was a monster that required sacrifice? Because I think somewhere I read that the Native Americans called the place where they settled the forbidden area. Yeah. So maybe it was forbidden because this monster lives there that requires sacrifice. And the, and the Native Americans were more than happy to sacrifice the colony for that, that year's sacrifice. Right. What if it's an ancient evil that was awakened by the bumbling of the settlers into this forbidden land that they weren't supposed to be in? What if John White made a deal with the monster sacrificing his colony to get something else? What if he said, you know what, you can have my colony, I don't know. Right, yeah. What if it's a creature that comes back every 430 years and we're now due? Oh, it, good. It is 2020 after all. That it is, oh, you're not wrong. It has been, it has been a year and it would be that year. <laughs> so North Carolina, be aware, you might have a Croatoan monster coming to get you this year. Good, good. But isn't that interesting? That is super interesting. Wasn't there a Supernatural episode that dealt with that too? I think there was actually. Uh, I don't have it written down here. Yeah, but I think but there I, was. I feel like, and I feel like Croatoan was a demon or something like that that came and took all the people and then like always left his name carved into something of the places where he like took everybody from. See, that's a perfect urban fantasy story right there. Yeah, yeah. No, super interesting. Yeah. That's really cool. I actually didn't know about the, um, the engraved stones. It'd be interesting if that first one was real. Because mm -hmm. it kind of sounds like, oh, yeah, maybe, like, disease took them. And, like, so she was, like, carving this thing. And she doesn't know when her father's going to come back. And so this is the best way to make a letter last is to carve yeah, it. but wouldn't she have done that and left it in the settlement for him to find? Like, you know, in the main cabin, wherever right. they, you know, council hall, whatever. Like, make it obvious where it is. Yeah. And, and why carve Croatoan into the, you know, there's That's other true. ways to leave information yeah. right i mean because like if anything they could have carved that letter into where they carved croatoan too yeah so. yeah we we're going to croatoa we're going right. to 
right like anything the, other than just croatoan or crow like whatever you know yeah very yeah. fascinating it is fascinating i love thinking about those kinds of things which you know because like I love mysteries, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like unsolved mysteries are some of my mm -hmm. favorite things because it just, like you said, it makes you think about like, well, what if this and what if that? And it's it's just so much fun. Plus writing it into books is fun. I, I love, you know, watching the news and you see a chase scene going down the highway and I'm thinking, what if he's running from a demon who, you know, or he's trying to get to, to somewhere to save his family from a demon and that's why he's running and he can't stop and he can't tell the cops because they'll think he's crazy. Right. But, you know, I love to watch the news and think, what if? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's fun. That's the best. And these, I feel like those, you know, vanish, vanishing stories are some of the best ones to be like, oh, well, what if? Kind of yeah, thing. there's a lot of those out there as I was looking for something to talk about this time. So I'll probably do more of those vanishing ones at some yeah. point. I like the ones, there's one, and you can cover this one probably um, at some point, where uh, people vanished off a boat and like food was left, like in mid-meal like kind of half, type situation. Like half-eaten food. That one a lot of those are bound to the Bermuda Triangle. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I always hear about like, oh, all this stuff happens in the Bermuda Triangle, but then like there's always... Um, uh, Mythbusters, you know, who are like, well, the Bermuda Triangle actually has like the same you know, stats as any other area, blah, 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 that kind of thing. So interesting. Yeah. Now, there, the whole Bermuda Triangle, there's a Devil's Triangle that is on the exact opposite side of the world. Jordan, yeah, Jordan covered that one time. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's interesting. There's all kinds of ideas. Yeah, I mean, there were weird theories about the Roanoke Colony too, like aliens came and took them. Oh, of course. Which, I mean, is possible, I suppose. I guess. I mean, maybe... <laughs> Uh, right. you know, got me maybe they time traveled and went somewhere i don't know <laughs> there was a disappearance when i read that this guy was walking along and tripped and as he tripped he screamed and disappeared in thin air i and read some about those and those people, are so interesting people actually saw this happen and you know so one of those theories to me it's he probably you know he could have teleported he could have he, he's about to hit the ground and that fear juiced up whatever power he had and he teleported. I wish I had that power for when I fell at Dragon Con and busted my nose. Oh, well, but then he, I don't think that guy ever came back though, right? That's true. I don't want to go away wherever he went and never come back. So I think I'd take a broken nose over disappearing <laughs> forever. <laughs> But that's all we've got for this uh, this month's Myth and Monsters. If there's anything that you all want us to tell you about or research, we'll be glad to do it. Just let us know. Absolutely. All right. Thank you all for listening. Thanks, guys.